Startup is my new documentary film about a group of entrepreneurs and their teams working on artificial intelligence, drones, 3D printing, clean tech and biotech in Switzerland. I made this podcast to introduce the founders of the startups in the film. So these interviews took place behind the scenes and they won't be in the documentary. In this episode, I'm speaking with Michaela Pudu, co-founder of Helixa. I am uh, Michela Puddu, I'm CEO and co-founder at Helixa, a spin-off of uh, ETH Zurich. Uh, together with Grimina's my co-founder, uh, we have uh, co-developed this uh, technology during our PhD at ETH. And after completing our studies, we decided to make good use of this platform and uh, uh, started the, the company. Mm -hmm. And what exactly do you guys do? So what we do is we turn product into carrier of the information about their origin and journey. And um, the way we do it is by spraying some markers um, on the uh, raw material like cotton early on in the supply chain and providing the product with a, in this way with a unique fingerprint uh, traceable from producer until uh, retailer. And these uh, markers are based on DNA, which is nature information storage system. So essentially what we do is providing every product with a unique and traceable DNA uh, identity. And um, there are so many, uh, there is an infinite number of different uh, markers that we can provide. So in this way, we assign a unique one to each producer, to each manufacturer, even to each lot number. And um, at any point during production, uh, brands or manufacturer can uh, analyze, uh, can test products like cotton or finite garments. Um, and uh, by submitting it to a quick test, they can unravel the, all, uh, the full product journey. So we are now mostly focusing on the fashion industry, uh, where we ensure traceability of uh, natural textile fibers. Uh, cotton, wool, cashmere, uh, silk, and uh, are now extending also to man-made fiber, uh, like polyester. Um, we also have uh, some commercial product uh, that ensure traceability of um, luxury goods uh, or precious materials, like precious stones from mine until uh, the final store. Uh, and similarly, we can do it for precious metals. So this is the main uh, focus area, but the platform can be applied universally to any raw material or product. When you think back to how you got started with the company, since then, what has changed? Um, well, everything. Essentially, we started from nothing. So mm, there was uh, uh, a technology, uh, so there were scientific results. Uh, but there wasn't a company, there wasn't a team, uh, there wasn't a commercial product. So uh, we have to we have to initiate all of that, uh, incorporate the company as a legal entity, and learn all the um, details and uh, things to do that are associated with it, and then slowly start building uh, and growing a team, and then uh, <clears throat> turning the uh, initial. A technological platform into an actual commercial product ready to be to be sold for you being an entrepreneur um, what does that mean uh, well uh, being an entrepreneur means um, having uh, for sure a very busy schedule 
um, but also having uh, a vision. So um, uh, these two things uh, can go together. So you have a big drive and uh, you are uh, fully focused in achieving your goal and uh, you are ready to do everything it takes. So uh, a lot of work, um, a lot of commitment, but also a lot of reward. And, uh, um, and these are all the good things. And then also there is also the, the other side, which is uh, you have a lot of responsibilities um, suddenly that you don't have as a PhD. You have to take decisions sometime quickly. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's different, it's a different uh, world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shall I continue? I don't know. Of, of course. I mean, anything yeah. that you feel adds to this. Um, you have to, um, I mean, you, you are often out of, uh, I mean, it, it's very cliche to say, but it's, uh, it's true. You are often uh, out of your comfort zone and, uh, and uh, at the beginning, pretty much every situation is outside your comfort zone and then you start being comfortable in those situations. Uh, this is this is part of the learning. So being exposed to um, uh, questions or critics or um, I mean, public speaking, uh, talk, talking to investors or potential clients, and uh, and be able to sell at the same time, uh, defend what you're doing, uh, but still being honest and professional. I mean. You have to learn um, many different things, also on the um, networking side, on the, um, let's say, communication of what the company is doing and how. How did you learn these skills, you know, these um, entrepreneurial skill, this skill set? Um, I mean, my, my mother had her own business, so I... Um, I, I could be inspired in that sense, um, in a way that I had a strong uh, uh, role model uh, coming from, from my family. Uh, she's a hard worker and also very committed with what she's doing. Um, but this doesn't mean that that gave me the skills. So I had a model, uh, but I didn't have skills. So that, those skills has, had still to be, to be acquired. And, um, and so the way we did it is um, I, I was um, uh, from the beginning the one that was mostly going to uh, public events, speaking uh, um, in, to broad audience or to investors or to clients. So I, I've been the one more, more present uh, to the outside from the beginning and um, has been uh, the one following more the technical uh, development, product development, and uh, or also intellectual property generation. So we, from the beginning, uh, focus on, on these two different things. Mm -hmm. and, and for you starting the company here in Switzerland, do you think this was only possible here or, or could you have done this anywhere? So the technology was born at ETH, so made for us totally sense to uh, stay here. Um, we received grant from the from the school, uh, from ETH Zurich. We received also grant from other uh, programs, uh, initiatives uh, that are 
based in Switzerland, some non-profit organization, uh, some startup competitions. Uh, so Switzerland is a very good place uh, for uh, to get initial funding uh, for startup, uh, which becomes more complicated at a later stage. Uh, but uh, in the really early early stage, it's uh, it's a great place to be, and uh, so for the for the capital, let's say, but also for the human capital, uh, because being an ETH allows you to build some uh, uh, solid. Uh, technically solid funding teams and later on to grow the team by hiring talents from the ETH pool. Um, so for us it was uh, the obvious thing to do to, to stay here. Um, well, at the later stage funding, uh, it's, it's uh, more of an issue. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, still uh, Switzerland is expensive, especially labor costs is very high, so obviously when you want to scale, that has, has an impact. So no, for, for the moment, we are going to stay in Switzerland and there is no plan to actually move the company. Uh, but in the future, we might uh, either outsource some activity externally and outside Switzerland or have maybe uh, uh, another uh, subsidiary uh, somewhere else, but it's, it's not in the short term. How do you see yourself part of this as part of this bigger movement towards more sustainability, more responsibility, and uh, more social impact? Yeah, I mean now sustainability is a keyword, um, and and it, it's uh, I mean uh, in in every aspect of our lives and of business. So uh, if you look at uh, food. But and, and now more and more also in the fashion industry is coming. Uh, consumer are demanding for more transparency. They want to know where the food they eat is coming from or the uh, clothes they wear, who made their clothes, how. And uh, uh, in this sense, uh, I mean, we are really uh, what we are doing. It really comes at the right at the right timing because it's what it is demand uh, by the uh, consumer side and is also what is needed for the planet. Uh, because, I mean, we see more and more that we, 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 we need to, um, to shift a little bit the, the way business uh, is currently done. And uh, so there will be the need of new green business model and uh, new, new approaches to uh, production, uh, which involve less uh, uh, energy consumption, less CO2 emission, uh, less waste. Um, so in order to achieve this uh, goal or the global sustainable development goals, um, I mean, you, you need to ensure uh, sustainability first. How important is it for you with your startup, uh, for you guys to, to make an impact in the world? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think our vision, it's uh, a really impactful one. Uh, because, I mean, uh, many of the current global problems um, are linked to the uh, way that goods are produced and to the complexity of uh, nowadays global supply chain. So what we are doing can have a huge impact um, in, in not only making business um, activities more efficient, but also uh, more respectful for um, the environment uh, and, and uh, 
for, for the people who are in the end producing these goods. So it has a big social uh, impact and big environmental impact what we are doing. And I mean, this is for us, um, I mean, it, it, it's for us a, a, big, uh, a big drive. And um, I think both, the, the more we um, dive deep into uh, supply chain and, um, and all of the production uh, aspects, uh, we started also ourselves more and more being more committed as individual and caring more about the things we buy ourselves um, or how we consume. So now I pay a lot more attention to the clothes that I'm buying. So I'm not just saying it, but I, I'm actually <laughs> committed uh, to do it myself or I, I change uh, even diet. Uh, so I, I quit uh, eating meat and um, more and more even, even diary, um, which goes a little bit with the learning of, of the, um, the ethical and sustain, sustainable uh, or unsustainable uh, impacts that the production of, of these goods can have. For you as an entrepreneur, do you feel that there's a new way of uh, running a startup, of running a business, as opposed to like an old way of doing that? I mean, now you can still run a business the old way, but if you don't uh, start to uh, change and uh, implement some measures that go in that direction, I think in the medium term, you would be you would be out of business. Um, I mean, we're reaching a turning point, and what is now uh, still an option or a choice soon will become imperative. Um, changing the way business is done is not just good for the planet, but also for companies for for their own business. Uh, so companies that take care of this aspect in the long term will be more profitable. Will uh, have less risks and, and less costs. And uh, also we'll be able to attract more investments. I mean, already now there are a lot more investment into uh, sustainable uh, initiatives or, or um, uh, products. Is there some kind of advice maybe that you have for somebody who wants to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, maybe as a mentor or something yeah. like this? So I wouldn't have a step-by-step -step guide on how to start your business, but I would say that if you have an idea, you believe in it, and uh, you see a potential, uh, then I wouldn't think too much on uh, how to uh, do things uh, in detail or what could happen or what could be the worst possible outcome, I would just get started and then you figure out on, on the way. Uh, I mean, you, you learn, you can learn many things faster than, than you believe. And uh, I mean, you will then uh, overcome challenges when they, uh, when they're presented, when they materialize. Yeah, maybe an advice that I could give to uh, is planning to start his own business is to choose wisely uh, her or, or his uh, co-founder, uh, because it's going to be the person you are going to share most of uh, the experience, uh, the good and the bad. <laughs> and uh, it's important that you are um, always aligned and you have uh, a similar thinking. Um, and I would say that not only um, 
have a similar way of working, um, so on a, uh, that are aligned on a professional level, but also on a personal level. So you need to share some values uh, eventually, and um, and make sure that well, like these synergies are maintained throughout the whole their whole journey because it's very important. It's, uh, uh, you're gonna have up and down, and it's important that that uh, the support that you can get. Uh, one from another, I, I believe is crucial, actually. And having someone you can count on, uh, you can rely, uh, that, that, that you know um, that works and things uh, in a very similar way you do, it's, uh, it's extremely helpful and I would say essential. In your experience, what do you think is the difference, you know, between what people perceive as the life of a startup entrepreneur and the reality. Yeah. Um, so I think often when you, I mean, when you see an entrepreneurs talk or a documentary, you look, always look at the bright side. So big successes and uh, reward and uh, great achievements, amazing teams. And I mean, what Sometimes you don't see what's behind the scenes, and so maybe to get to that success, you have to go through maybe ten failures and uh, be able to absorb all of them and uh, keep on. Uh, so be be resilient, or um, I mean, uh, every every team uh, for how amazing that can be uh, can have uh, internal issues at some point that you need to solve, and it's maybe very delicate. Uh, the, the human resource aspect, um, or um, or even that, as an entrepreneur, you attend many events, so you are actually always uh, surrounded by people. I mean, uh, you are rarely um, alone in a room, <laughs> so you are always uh, talking, uh, networking, uh, interacting, uh, communicating in different ways. And so it might seem that it's the most uh, social, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, career uh, that you can do. But in the end, there's also a very lonely aspect because when you have to take some decision, you carry some responsibility of worries. In the end, you're by yourself. So that's maybe not something I highlighted. On, on a side, it's normal. I mean, also. I mean, everyone uh, communicate the good things. I mean, every company, I mean, uh, you wouldn't post failure on your company's social media account. So, uh, I mean, we also see that. I mean, they see all these great uh, um, awards that we got, this uh, uh, great traction that we have, uh, all the customer that we gain. And so, I mean, it happens to me sometimes to meet friends or um, other, Entrepreneur um, fellow uh, asking, so business is great, your life is so amazing and smooth. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's not always the smooth. So to get there, you also need to go through uh, troubles and uh, and uh, and a lot of work and uh, and yeah. So it's not always uh, <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> and dealing with these ups and downs has that become easier for you over time? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you learn to keep a level of uh, kind of uh, steadiness. <laughs> and so things that at the beginning were worrying you more, 
now becomes okay there's just another hustle that we're gonna solve um so you 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 reach a level but still you have bad days i mean uh, everyone has bad days uh but yeah then uh then important is next day to smile again and uh and get back the same drive and energy but i think you need to have some of this in your personality I'm not sure if someone that can be that is easily dragged down can completely switch uh, this this aspect. I think you need to have it a little bit in yourself, like a capability to think positive and and to always uh, uh, push it no matter what. I mean, I I often do the parallel between entrepreneurship and sports. So there are very similarities in those, and I'm, I'm very sportive entrepreneur. <laughs> so I think that's one aspect of entrepreneurship that I really like, uh, because they both, um, I mean, can be extremely rewarding. And uh, I mean, you can enjoy very much uh, doing these things. And at the same time, they require discipline, uh, constant level of commitment, sometimes acceptance of fear or of failure. And, uh, and they both can have a very positive social impact, create role models. So I really like this, this, uh, um, uh, this aspect that, that connects sport with entrepreneurship and then makes it appealing to me and, and, and enjoyable. I mean, I like the challenge. I like the, the possibility to, to, to have an impact and uh, to be rewarded by having uh, this impact. And I mean, Sometimes my, my parents are concerned <laughs> about my lifestyle. Um, I, I try to balance it out, but sometimes it gets overwhelming. And, and, um, and so they hear all these stories and, 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 and they say, oh, I mean, you have a lot to handle. And so sometimes they ask, like, is it really worth it? Like, I mean, maybe you could have a more relaxed li life without so many thoughts all the time. And I always answer my mom, is it worth being a parent? <laughs> and I guess, I mean, if you are, you can't imagine not doing it uh, because it's part of who you are. So it becomes like a baby and it's really part of, of what you are, it's, uh, of what you do every day. The reason why you wake up in the morning, I mean, not the only one, but it. <laughs> It really has a big, uh, a big, it's a big part of, of your life. Startup and this podcast is produced by 8th grade story-driven science and by me, Manuel Staggers. Startup is supported by the Gebert Riff Stiftung as part of the Scientainment program. Additional support from the Ernst Göner Stiftung, Kultur Wetzikon and the Canton of Valais. Visit the film website www.startup-documentary.com for more interviews like this one and for more information about the film, trailers and showtimes. <laughs> <laughs>